Many things can cause stress in life, especially you're running your own business, serving your community as a healthcare provider. In today's episode, you'll learn the ten best tips to reduce stress and to have proper self-care as a healthcare leader. Private practice owners. It's time to change the status quo that says healthcare workers are always burned out and never have enough time or energy. Welcome to the Providers Edge podcast. I'm your host Sabrina Rumback. I am a provider, an international peak performance keynote speaker, and a best-selling author. My guests and I teach providers operational efficiency, how to reduce provider fatigue, and increase patient satisfactions. If you're ready to rewrite the rules for your own practice, so you can have more time off, a great team, and more income while delivering better patient care, you're in the right place. This is your defining moment to be a disruptor in healthcare. What we talking about today is that don't we all feel like、eh, there's aches and pain, there's stress. Those are just normal part of our life. Or maybe it's your body, your mind is telling you, you gotta stop for a minute, you gotta reset, you gotta recharge, you gotta put your body and yourself in a better state. So then you can actually tap into what you truly want in society, in your career, for your family, and really for yourself. And so that's why I invited Michelle Johnson here today with us, and she is a certified PA in family medicine, and she is a certified professional life coach specialized in stress reduction from a healing perspective, and、um, she is also a very engaging speaker, author of the international. Best-selling book, seller, pain-free: How to live a full life despite chronic pain. And as a fibromyalgia and chronic pain warrior for nearly two decades, the self-help memoir focused on helping the wounds, invisible illnesses, through the holistic health perspective. Techniques, learning from her Western medicine, as she studied in China and the Cuban system, and as a pain-free PA, she empowers overworked professional women to release stress, repair the damages, and relaunch the new life as they deserve to create a true vision together. And me and Michelle met through a conference. Actually, we both were. Speaking at a panel for students, upcoming PA students, and we just clicked, knowing there's many things that are similar in what we promote. As you guys know, I am someone who help you guys with your mental immunity, so you can have a time makeover. And、um, as Michelle is coming from the healing side,、uh, what does stress mean to you? How do you empower yourself and not get into these? Pains or making the pain stopping you. So I'm so excited for you to be here. Thanks, Michelle. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Sabrina. It is such an honor to be on your platform. I'm so grateful you invited me, and thank you so much for having me. 
Oh, thank you so much for taking the time, and of course, thanks everyone for listening. And you guys can be doing anything and be anywhere, and you choose us. So we are grateful, and this is why I'm, I have this show for you. Awesome. So Michelle, tell us a little bit more. How did you get into PA school, and then realizing that one of your Main focus and your passion is in overcoming your own pain and overcoming what it means to live a stress-free life. And then even that term, right? I feel like people like it's not almost impossible. And then if I don't have stress, then I can't push myself to go further. You know, I love, I love, I love that question. I know for me, stress had accumulated in my body. You know, just sort of like that trickle of water that became the Grand Canyon. So does stress do in our body. They say 77% of the reason why people come to the doctor's office is because of stress-related illness. And I saw it over and over and over again in the exam room. So you know how it is. You get accepted to PA school. You think you're going to go change lives. You're going to get into medicine and help people heal. By that time, I had already been a fibromyalgia sufferer. I had already seen what the medical system had to offer, and I wanted to be part of the solution. I started getting in those exam rooms, and most of the things that people were talking to me about were those things beneath the surface. People would come in for a cold or bronchitis. And we would end up crying together. I had to stock my rooms with four boxes of tissues because at least four or five people would cry with me every day. So when you think about that, so many of us are walking around just kind of on the edge of something. It's not just our career. We have our family, our love life, our drive to have a mission in life. So we have a lot on us. And to be able to harmonize those things and live not a stress-free life, because we always go have stressors, but a life that is driven by good stressors and we're able to effectively manage the difficult stressors. Right, which is such a key is what do you define as a good stress and the stressor is really harmful and not just lump them together. And I totally believe, yes, good stress is that fight and flight, that inner nature of us to the amygdala that identify danger. But that danger shouldn't stop us, but simply alarms and warning our body, our sense of direction. And if we take this alarming warning right away, then we can actually do something about it and already pivot into that empowerment side of us and then be able to go instead of holding on to the stress and debating with ourselves, trying to make a decision when you are wasting so much time, right? At the end of the day, actually, it's not that we don't know what we want sometimes. It's that Even we know what we want, we still debate with ourselves on what is the next thing to do. And then we got trapped into just doing a bunch of stuff and never really moving forward. Well, that's how we're trained, right? For a lot of us and being a trauma-informed coach and a person who knows that we all come with our stuff. We're carrying around this suitcase of maybe some things from childhood, maybe some PTSD from an event. Maybe we're walking around with this feeling of grief from COVID. 
right? So when we talk about those stresses that come on and needing to pivot, some of them kind of get ingrained in our body and we don't know how to not just do. We don't know how to not do the things we did to survive. And so like you said, sometimes we're fearful to let go of the things we had to do to survive and now pivot into the things we need to do to thrive. Correct. And do you see that when we talk about trauma, it doesn't have to be a huge, big event, right? Where it's like PTSD creating, but it's these micro hurts that may not even be the reality, but it's our perception of Mm -hmm. what doesn't work. The perception made us anger because our interpretation was someone said, or someone did didn't fit into our little mode at the moment. So it in itself is trauma. Girl, we beat ourselves up so bad. It's like we walk around with a stick sometimes. We create a conversation that, oh, this is what's really going on beneath the surface. And no, it's just what was said. So like you said, those micro traumas we're repeating day after day or moment to moment keep activating that stress response system keep activating that flight or flight. And what does that do to our body? Everybody's like, what in the world kind of roller coaster is this? First, she's beating me with a stick and now I feel like I'm going to fall off the deep end because we're going up and down with our emotions. So you're so right. We can create a whole story in our mind. It doesn't even exist. And it's hard for us to even recognize that sometimes because even with my clients, they are uh, healthcare leaders, right? They already have an organization, clinic, everything they're running. And we still get into this same trap of, well, I just hire someone new to help me become a better speaker, get me onto more networking so I can refer. I'm like, great. But why are you all of a sudden feel more stressed if this is a good thing? Have you had a conversation with that person of what's your minimum boundary of what time you will be able to give up from everything that you're doing right now because you're adding something, right? We are all going to have only 24 hours in a day. So if you're going to add something, then you have to think about what you're going to okay to give up and not feeling like, oh, I have to add more. Well, holiday coming up. So if I'm going to be off for a week on holiday, that's where I might recharge. But then people's bad habits, let's front load everything. Then <laughs> what are you actually recharging? You did not do anything differently. You actually made yourself more stressed out. Girl, that same 24 hours in a day. And that is so important to remember that, like you said, something has to move if we're going to add something else on our plate. I love that you brought up the holidays because this is one of the most stressful times for a lot of folks going into this season. It's not just about the hustle and bustle. Some of us have grief of lost loved ones. Some of us are mourning the fact that because of COVID, we can't celebrate the way we normally would. So like you said, trauma doesn't have to be big. We have these kind of things that can kind of collect on our plate and make us feel overwhelmed. And we get busy being humans doing instead of being human beings. Correct. That is such a great statement is we forget that we're beings. And then this being can be very diversified, colorful, and so important to honor that part of our color pattern uh, and not get trapped into, I just have so many things to do. My 
to-do list is never endless. I still so much I want to tap into, but I don't even have time and energy and sanity to do, right? And then the societal way that we are being there and then our mental part, our owner self start creating these persona and keep as many people, right? The devil or the angel. And then they keep debating with each other. Actually, your future self and your current self are always going to be in a disagreement because your present self is going to be like, this is great. Let me get up extra half hour earlier. So then I can think about maybe meditate, think about maybe I'll want to work out. And then guess what? Your super self tomorrow is like, why is getting cold? Why is getting really hot? Seems like my house seems like so much more comfortable and this bed is great. Why do I even get up, right? In our busy lives, we actually forget who we are and what we should not be doing, especially those of you who have started and been running your clinical practice for many years. There are a lot more demands on who you are, what you need to be, how do you serve the community, and what you need to do for your own family. Many times, we see our life and business almost like picking a car. If someone else has a luxury car with a sunroof, with specialty rims, and we are starting to expect, should I be having that type of car? Should I be having a Porsche or Lamborghini? We're really just a everyday safety Volvo. This is the reason why 77% of people come to physician offices to cure stress-related diseases. How can you really reduce your own stress? What changes do you need to make to overcome stress in a short time? And what about some of the reasons that led you to have a stressful life? Is it really in our society, how medicine are practiced in a very sad way? Is that your relationship? Is that your financial stability? Is that your team? If you can answer these questions and implement specific way that fit your lifestyle, then of course, it will be easy for you to spot these issues and turn a stressful moment into an energized one. Now ask yourself, what do you want? Find champion inside of you instead of seeking for others for validation or seeking for your competition to see how more well off you are as compared to them. Just extract novelties, ideas, and excitements from your head and transform those visions into a reality. And for those who have not been able to do these exercises, Go find episode number three where we've gone in depth of how to get these ideas out of your head and make it into a reality. If you like today's episode and find them to be useful, please share with your friends and colleagues. They'll appreciate you for thinking of their wellness. And now let's get back to the rest of our show. So Michelle, what are some things that you've been working with people on reducing stress and pain? Or what are some things people can really use? A lot of what I do with clients is revealing who we really are. And I say that because you mentioned society and the stressors that kind of are placed on us about what we think we should be doing. 
So, so many of us are walking around in this space of, I have to have this by age 40. I have to have this type of relationship. I have to have this much money and 2.5 kids and one dog. And we put so much pressure on ourselves that we forget, even like we said, who we are, that we're beings, we're not doings. So a lot of what I do first with people is get to the nitty gritty of what you really want. What is that champion inside of you that is not just here to take up space, that is unique and different and has gifts to offer the world? What does that part of you really want? Crucial question. What do we really want? And I think a lot of us know what we don't want, but Mm -hmm. not really sure what we want. And then even we can define super deep into what we want. Can you just simply hold on to that? Like, oh, this is it. And then when you have more ideas, nuances, excitement popping into your head, can you trigger your mind to say, oh, I already discovered what I want. Can I try to align it that way? Not start going off tangent. Well, that seems like eventually get what I want. And this is maybe an easier, better, and more fun path, but able to say no confidently to those things that will not truly get to what you want. All over the world, each and every single person wants to be their best. Our desires are moving targets. A millionaire wants to be a billionaire and a billionaire wants to be a trillionaire. We're not to say when you run a healthcare practice, you couldn't reach those high-end profitability. The point to be noted here is that we are not satisfied with what we have. The reason is we are not given ourselves permission to enjoy our wins. When was the last time you actually had a full-on excitement, joyful moment, whether you have bought a new car, a house, got married, had kids, or your business reached the next revenue goal for the month, or maybe you even doubled in size of your staff and you opened up a new clinic. How long did those joyful moments last? Now, on average, when I asked hundreds of different audiences in in in-person events, conferences, on average, people's joy lasts only about days, best weeks, never much longer into months or years. We should value our own time, the experience that we have built for the win that we have created. And therefore, we have to align what could bring us short-time joy versus long-term satisfaction. Satisfaction is the key to live a happier, stress-free life. For example, the Runaway Bride movie with Julia Roberts if anybody had remembered one of her old films, she had the epiphany for every man she was almost marrying and eventually left at the altar, that she took care of them the way they wanted. But she never knew what she wanted. Service-based providers like us, the healthcare professionals, tend to do the same thing. We take care of everybody else's need, yet forgetting about what we even want. So these goals are not necessarily true milestones that we wanted to achieve for certain status. You might not understand 
that it's not the status that you wanted. What you truly want is feeling of being enough. You want to feel at peace, the feel of joy of being able to do what you want for the type of people you're serving, the way that you want it. It is not the status. And、uh, do you believe when people, let's say, initially they're driven by status? Right, it's not just the status; it's what the status can give them. So, if people don't understand, let's say, money and status, or even just saying having a family can give them, they will never actually that driven to get to that point. Well, they were driven by what they thought was on the other side of the status, and often we get to that status or get to that thing, and you're still wanting something else. Because it was something on the other side of that that you really wanted. It wasn't that thing, and so that's why getting to the that crucial question, like you said, of what you really want is the first step. Just like in Runaway Bride, you remember that movie with、uh, Julia Roberts when she was marrying all these people and running away from the altar because she would make what they wanted for their eggs. She didn't even know what kind of egg she liked because she was so busy. Making for everyone else, and we tend to do that, especially as women. I hate to say, <laughs> but we tend to take care of everyone else's needs and forget about what we even want. And so, when you talk about status and achieving these milestones, they don't even understand, or we don't even understand that it's not the status that we wanted. It was that feeling of being enough. It was that. Peace, that joy of being able to do whatever you wanted to do when you wanted to do it. It wasn't a status, right? It's always the debate on more or enough. And the some the lie I believe people give to themselves is if I already celebrate everything I have achieved, even all this tiny milestone, does that mean I'm gonna be complacent? Does that mean it's gonna make me feel like I'm kind of Stuck in where I am, I can't go further, right? I think that's what we talked about even from the beginning. Is that these are just lies our brain created. Actually, the more we can celebrate ourselves, our wins, and everything we did, that gave us the momentum, energy. The true cycle is not I'm motivated that I do, but it's that I did something for myself. I felt the win. I felt more confident, competent, and therefore I am able to do more. Right? That's the cycle. It doesn't start with I already believe this is great outcome. This is other things, and then I'm gonna do something. But it's to allow yourself to have these micro changes, the micro steps that already feel good for you. So if you're more enjoyable, then of course you want to do more of that. And be more of that. In today's episode, we discuss how to manage and reduce stress, and what factors put you in a stressful condition. Now, let's review the ten best health tips that you can help yourself to manage and reduce stress while running a private practice, being the leader in your field. Number one, be confident with what you are doing. Celebrate everything that you have achieved in your life and in your business. Focusing more on who you truly want to be represented and integrate how you want to treat others. 
Number two, focus within. Find peace in moments of chaos. Perhaps you prefer exercise or meditation to help you to be more peaceful and more focused. Find out that one specific activity that best fit your needs. Number three, get away from social media. Scrolling for stories and posts for the sake of scrolling is a big distraction. Not only time can pass quickly while you're sucked in the vertex of social media, but also we tend to compare our lives with those of others. If you're on social media to connect and message with your friends, other practitioners for collaborations or potential clients, then set a time limit every day. Number four, eat a nutritional-filled diet. Food is fuel. Food is also poison. Poor diet with high sugar and carb contents are known to make you feel more tired and have mental fog. The concept we know as healthcare professionals, but how are you really truly practicing these steps? Don't ruin your day by having a bad diet. Listen to episode number two of the Provider's Edge. If you like to have more detailed advice from Kelly Springer, National Wise Nutritional Health Brand to keep you and your patient at the top tier of their healthy nutrition needs. And the bonus point, make sure you drink plenty of water. Number five, get to know your inner circle better. Whether they are team members for your private practice or family and friends, ask about their needs and struggles. Relationships issues are commonly leading to stress. Therefore, seeking to understand, then be understood. Number six, create a solid family foundation. We often have high expectations from our family members, thinking they should automatically understand us. When expectations aren't met in any situation, stress and trauma can occur. Adapt your viewpoints into those of others, yet be clear and tactful when expressing a concern. Number seven, set your mission. Give yourself a purpose and guidance that interconnect your healthcare practices mission with your life mission. Keep your focus on the angle and learn how to stay on your path without getting distracted. Number eight, do self-discovery. Some people prefer to go to psychotherapists to overcome the stress, while others might seek guidance from a mentor, coach, or other health professionals to reflect and course correct so you can become even more powerful as a practice owner, a visionary health leader, a thoughtful partner, and a delightful individual to be around. Number nine, always put a positive spin. See your cup as half full, not half empty. Then fill your own cup. Your unique talent and qualities cannot be found in someone else. Even they are, they are not acting and presenting the way as you do. Admire all that you have. Number 10, control your wants. What do you want is different than what you need. Wants increase day by day and we compare ourselves with others when these desires keep creeping into our heads. Perhaps you have only been running your practice for a few years. 
then your average revenue target and profit margin might not be as high as those who has opened up the clinic for 10 or more years. Comparing yourself with the ones who has more than you will always demoralize you. Figure out what you need to create your own vision of satisfying business and a fulfilling life. Be more of the joy that you're experiencing. Be more of the, I have the time and the peace because I fed me. And now I know what it feels like to know what I want to be able to kind of go from strength to strength, like you mentioned. Right. And I think sometimes people believe that if you fill your own cup, it's a luxury that they don't have. But we also know from clients' cases, I teach people these like two to three minute reset, right? You don't have to think about, oh, I have to take a nap. I have to do a whole meditation. I need to go work out. No, even incorporating everything that I already know in your body, in your mind, you can reset in two minutes. And yeah. then if you tell yourself, I don't have two minutes, then why are you on your phone scrolling mm. for nothing? Why are you text messaging and get stuck on another message, another message? It seems like everyone else is in demand of your time instead of you're in control of your own time, right? And, and people start noticing that even these micro changes, the micro reset, it's making them to be able to sleep better, right? Making them to be more focused instead of our lie has been, hey, just give me another five minutes. Let me just send out a couple of emails. And then guess what? Your one email, 10 to 10. Your 10 email make you feel frustrated. And you're like, oh my God, there's more coming? And not to mention, you're going to have typos on those emails. You're going to have, oops, I meant to send the other picture with that email because you're frazzled, distracted, and stressed. So you have to feed you first. It crumbles if we, like you said, those two minutes, e even just taking time to breathe is a reset. Resets right. our heart, resets our brain function, resets our mood. So I'm all about the micro reset because they can have powerful impacts throughout your day. Exactly. And what we know is that all our life components are interconnected. When was the last time, let's just say you had a stomach ache? Were you really paying attention to all your clients, all your patients, or even to your family, their needs? Not really, right? So if you continue to eat badly, not get yourself the energy you need, how do you get to continue working and not feel the sick, right? The achy is the stress because your body giving you a warning. And same thing, if your relationship is not strong, when you have something bad happening at work, who do you really talk to, to consult with? Do you just expect people magically appear to you no matter what? When you haven't built strong relationship to support each other as a mutual connection. And then same thing. If you, we weren't sure, as what Michelle brought up, your own wishes and want, you're constantly going to missing out and question yourself. What am I doing? Am I doing enough? What more do I want? I don't even know where I'm heading, right? When we truly burn out, stress out, it's because we have 
no aim anymore. You're just walking around like a perfect little machine of doing, and no longer of feeling the emotional side of the need, and to really see what life could be for you. So that's why even for our speakers, I make my clients do a hundred question deep dive, but our speakers make a, a mini version of that. So Michelle, when you saw your life will. What's the something that popped into your head? Goodness. I know that I'm very mission-driven, that I care about people, but I had no clue that my life mission would be the biggest part of my wheel. That was a little surprising for me. Uh, I thought it was going to say family. <laughs> but that's what I appreciate about working with people on stress. When I talked about getting to know what you want, that self-discovery, this is like that. Learning to look at black and white, kind of what is really pulling your time? What is really pulling your emotional strings? Because we can get disconnected by being busy. We can get disconnected from what we feel and what's really important. And so I appreciated the assessment. It kind of surprised me a little bit. And I'm curious to know kind of the behind the scenes of what it all means. But like with anything, and this is what I take my clients through on our VIP day. Once you know yourself, once you've done the research, you can actually release some of that, repair the damage, and then relaunch. And so knowing this about myself, knowing that, hey, it's my life mission, how do I weave all of those other areas in so that they're in harmony? So that was my kind of takeaway from that uh, quiz. Awesome. I appreciate you being so honest and being so generous about talking to our audience with your insights, your work, and from being PAs. And we are trained from a way of analytical right studies and versus at the other side of when we think about holistic is really is encompassing, right? It's creating harmony. It's thinking about what we want. It's not just this one or two pillar, but it's everything is interconnected. And so I'm sure people are going to want to talk to you more from a healing perspective. How can people reach out to you? Well, I'm very easy to reach. Everywhere that you look for the Pain Pre-PA is where you'll find me. So on IG and on Facebook, my pages are The Pain Pre-PA. My website is www.thepainfreepa.biz. And of course, my DMs, email, and contact page are always open because stress is such a big deal and we need to start healing. Thank you for listening to today's episode. You're listening to me right now. Azar, you're frustrated by how healthcare practices are running today. I'm with you. I'm looking to change the conversation that we're having in this field. It starts with me and it starts with you. I want to connect with you and get to know your own struggle or challenges within the healthcare industry. Visit sabrinarombach.com forward slash connect where you are going to find all of my social media platforms. Feel free to send me a direct message. She really gets the conversation. She understands she's an incredible listener. We were talking about worthiness and she really understands the concept of it, how it affects people in their businesses, in their clinics, in, in their daily life, in their relationships. So I just want to encourage you to one, listen to our show, but 
to jump on board and start listening to this woman because she has so much insight and wisdom that you don't want to miss out. Hi, this is Emmanuel Anthony, human behavioral speaker, researcher, writer, teacher, author, and consultant. I just had the amazing opportunity to connect with Sabrina on what I think is amongst one of the most professional podcasts that I've been on. Uh, not only is her professionalism very high, but her understanding and her knowledge as well. Uh, working with podcasters, sometimes I'm just being interviewed, which is perfectly fine because I'm there to share my knowledge. But this is one occasion where I can definitely say that the person that I was communicating with not only was receptive and understanding to the concepts that we were communicating in terms of business and mindset and growth, but she also had was able to elaborate and expand on those concepts. Now, I've been doing this for 11 years. I've been on a lot of podcasts. I've spoken to a lot of people with a wealth of knowledge. It was very, very fulfilling and very nice to be able to communicate with somebody that not only had a plethora of knowledge, but could share that in a bite size and very easily understandable kind of way. Because it doesn't matter what kind of knowledge a person has if they can't communicate it to you, I've been speaking for the last 10, 15 years in hundreds of college campuses. Um, but to be able to speak to a peer or someone who uh, I can see eye to eye with on the same level, it becomes a conversation. Uh, I'm not talking to an audience, I'm talking to a friend or someone that I felt like I should have met 10, 15 years ago, um, but you know, better late than never. Here I am right now to be able to just know that I'm not alone in my thoughts, uh, to know that there are other people out there who have reached the similar conclusions that I have with completely wayward and different life paths, to know that uh, there are people like us out there who believe that you can do not just option A or option B, but to do both. You can have both, that you can have cake and eat it too without hurting other people. There's an ethical ability that one may have when they channel their empathy to reach people and to have them go far together. I'm Christine Nguyen, I'm a family physician and um, the founder of the White Coat Romance Dating App and Development for um, healthcare professionals um, and the larger community of White Coat professionals. And I had the honor of being a guest on the uh, Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals podcast as hosted by the wonderful and lovely Sabrina Renbrack, whom is so empowering. Um, I love her energy. I love all the work that she's doing to support healthcare professionals. And we had just a blast, like talking about um, all the things that are relevant um, in our community and all the work that we're doing. And I love uh, listening to all of her podcasts and all the guests that she's interviewing um, and all the great work that they're doing. And it's just so inspiring. Um, her energy is infectious. And I love um, that she is constantly uplifting this community so i encourage that everybody go out there and go check out her podcast i would go ahead and binge on all the episodes like i did and you won't regret it take out your phone type in sabrinarumbach.com forward slash connect and let's have a conversation i would love to hear your story